0: Welcome to episode 194 of Brutal Battle. As you'll notice, no other person said the title Brutal Battle, which is usually the custom. That's because this time I'm actually going to do this one episode solo. i uh, going to see how this goes for a few reasons. One, I want to see, does a solo episode work? And especially for the instance of, there may be times where I come up against it and I can't get anyone to show up for for um, you know a normal episode as a guest or, or a normal session of recordings as a guest. So in those tight spots, if they occur, can I just do a solo episode and it's fine? So please give me your feedback on how this episode goes. We'll kind of gauge things after that. The other thing is when I started thinking about that, I then thought, you know, I've never done any sort of episode that has to do with the state of the podcast, kind of talking about you know what goes on with the podcast what is going on you know some things that i need listeners to know about the podcast sure i can do that with a guest but that would probably not consist of them uh actually interacting with me all that much on it it would mainly be me just talking so for that reason i'm not going to make someone sit through it it will be me just talking for this that said you'll notice i said this is episode 194 i'm going to treat this like a normal episode i will talk about things first I'm actually going to do a warm-up beer for myself, and then I'm also going to do the mystery beers. There will just not be a second person to rate those beers and, you know, help the score or hurt the score. So honestly, the breweries that are the mystery beers for this episode, it could be fortunate for them or unfortunate for them, depending on who the guest was going to end up being. So, you know. So anyway, um, let me just go ahead and start with uh, evaluating a beer. I was going to do a different beer, like a Maryland uh, local beer, but I'll, I guess I'll push that one for another episode. This one kind of said to me, I, uh, you need to just drink me very soon. And the reason for that is I got a shipment of beer from beer, the beer temple or craft beer temple out of Chicago, which is Chris Quinn's store. That is a very, very good, uh, online beer store. I mean, it's an actual physical store in Chicago as well. If you want to go there. But they do online orders as well. And if it's legal to ship to your state, they will ship to your state. So for Maryland, it became legal about two or three years ago. So I've been ordering from them from time to time. And they're great because their hoppy beers, they make sure are within three months date code uh, when they send them to you. So it's, you can always rely on them ordering online for your fresh hoppy stuff. Uh, there have been many times where I order from other places the hoppy stuff shows up, and it's like four months old, five months old, something like that. So, I feel less confident with ordering from other places, but I know crap uh, the Beer Temple will take care of the hoppy stuff. So I don't I don't have to have that doubt. Total confidence. The only problem is sometimes they have issues with shipping, which you know that kind of stuff is just going to happen. Although although it tends to to seem that pretty much every time. I get a shipment from them. I have something go wrong, and the last time it was a bottle of Three Floyd's Wig Splitter Coffee Stout that actually broke, uh, full on broke. It was a twenty-two ounce. The box was soaked. The glass was everywhere. But they did replace that. This time it is a bottle of uh, Almanac Beer Company's Farm to Barrel Farmers Reserve Raspberry. It did not break. It did leak. Uh, one of the problems is when they ship, they ship all the bottles laying down instead of sitting upright. And for some of those beers, that is a problem. Uh, It really shouldn't be because the brewery should be properly sealing these bottles. And the the issue with Almanac in particular is that they do sour beers, wild beers, sour beers, funky beers, ones with bugs in them that can continue to ferment after the fact in the bottle and can also have a lot of carbonation. So that's what happened with this, and they only put a cap on the top. It's not corking and caged, which actually, honestly, it should be for something like that. If there's that ability for it to keep going in the bottle and have a lot of carbonation, they should be corking and caging, in my opinion. But, I mean, that said, that's mainly from a shipping standpoint, because I've bought plenty of Almanac beer from Golden Cross Pizza in Pennsylvania because they have they have it there, and I haven't had any problems because it's been sitting up the whole upright the whole time. This is really just an issue of if it's going to be on its side at all. So you know, take that argument or um, that criticism for what it is. But that said, I lost half of this bottle because it just leaked out while it was in transit. Sure, I could try and put in a claim with uh, with Beer Temple, but honestly, I, it's it's near the ho- It's around the holidays, it's too much of a hassle, and I don't really want to put them through that, because I'm sure they're going through a lot right now. Plus, I can drink some of the beer, so I'm okay with it. Uh, so for that reason, I-, I was like, I have half a bottle of beer, I literally just opened the box that this was in, like, maybe an hour ago, and I was like, okay, well I guess that's my warm-up beer, <laughs> because what's left in here needs to be consumed. So I'm going to do that. So, once again, it's the Almanac Beer Company's Farm to Barrel Series, their Farmer's Reserve Raspberry, which is a sour blonde ale aged in wine barrels with raspberries. Um, I've had, no, oh, there's actually still some carbonation in there. That's good. Um, oh, my God. As soon as I pop that off, I smell so much friggin' raspberry. It is amazing. Let's see if you can hear me pouring it. There you go. I'm not going to pour too much at the moment. i will save some for Rebecca. She's not around today. So I've had a few of their um, Farmer's Reserve ones. I think I had their Strawberry before and their Blueberry and their Pluot. I had their Pluot for sure. Uh, and I really like them. They're typically really good. Uh, so the this Raspberry one is very hazy. Very, very hazy. It's got a little bit of a kind of a pinkish hue to it, but it's really orange. Otherwise, it's got some large heads on, or I'm sorry, large bubbles on the top for the head. Um, And it's just like, I'm not even sniffing it right now. And the aromas are just like wafting over to me. It's like a good two, you know, one and a half, two feet from my face and I can smell it, which is crazy. So now I'm going to smell it on purpose. Mm. There's a good amount of tartness on the nose. I can definitely get that raspberry and it's coming in after that tartness cuz it's like a lemony tartness up front and then it goes to like a nice vibrant raspberry smell and there's a little bit of a funkiness on the end and like an oaky like an oakiness but also I I can perceive that there that there's a bit of a tannic quality in the in the beer as well most likely And obviously that would be coming from the wine barrels and the skins from the grapes that impart that tannic quality into the oak of that barrel, what's left over. Because it's like this soft kind of tannic note at the end. Smells really good. I'm ready to go in. Holy crap. I forgot this line of beers. I forgot how sour your first sip of these beers are and it is significant pretty much all i tasted on that first sip was like lemony tart i'm sorry not tart sour lemony sour very sour okay now that i have my second one i'm starting to get a little bit of the oak and a little bit of that kind of tannic uh like red wine note I'm trying to see if I can really, after a few sips, really suss out the actual raspberry in there. Okay, there it is. Unlike my fourth sip, I'm starting to get the raspberry. The raspberry showing up in the middle of each sip. So the way the way this each sip goes is basically lemony tartness, then. Then you get the raspberry, that's kind of sandwiched in the middle, and then on the end is that oak, a little bit of funk, and and that kind of tannic red wine aspect to it. So, this is good. Um, This is good. It's not my favorite Almanac beer. I've had a a bunch of other stuff that was a lot better, Um, but this is nice. I do like it, and I'm excited to let Rebecca try it. I know her initial sip's going to be like, oh my god, because... It is significantly sour, and honestly, it's coming down a little bit, but it's still quite sour with each sip, but that's a good beer. I'll continue to sip on that here and there as I talk, so let me go ahead and start talking to you about the podcast, so for people who are relatively new to the podcast or even didn't listen to it early, early on, I don't think I've kind of stated in a while why I started doing this podcast, so just as a reminder... I started doing this podcast because I got big into just listening to podcasts, and thought I need a creative outlet. I've always been a person like that. I've always needed some sort of creative outlet, and I thought I'm really into craft beer. I love it, so maybe I can give this a shot and do my own. So let's give it a go. Um, one of the thing, one of the reasons I decided to do this, the format, the style that we do with this show, is that. Really, nobody was doing blind beer tasting at the time. Now, this you have to consider this, this podcast is five years old now. So when I started, there weren't nearly as many craft beer podcasts as there are now. And pretty much nobody was doing blind tasting then. Uh, and if they were, they were just doing it as like a one-off. They do it like once every year or something like that. So I wanted one to focus mainly on blind beer tasting. And a big reason for that being... I think that brand and what a bottle tells you really sways a person's opinion about a beer. A lot of people have favorite breweries. A lot of people have breweries they hate. A lot of people have styles they love, styles they hate. So if you know something about that beer going into it, um, it's going to sway you one way or the other. So with this podcast, I wanted to, for the core episodes at least, strip that away, take the marketing out of it, and just let my brain, my nose, my taste buds suss everything out for me so I can understand what I actually do and do not like instead of marketing dictating that to me. So, and, you know, if people have listened to this podcast long enough, you understand that that's come into play in in numerous ways in in teaching me lessons, such as breweries I thought I hated that I actually like some of their stuff or a lot of their stuff. Uh, breweries that I thought were not too good but then started turning things around and I otherwise maybe wouldn't have given them a shot. Breweries I thought were really great and beers I thought that were really great but ended up being meh when I actually tried them blind. And for that reason, I would encourage everyone to go ahead and do blind t- taste testing if you have the ability to do that. So yeah. Um, so that's that's that. That's the, the background. Um, I... Don't believe we've ever missed putting an episode of the podcast out, and I'm gonna try and keep with that. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, I'm gonna try and keep with that, and that's part of the reason that I'm trialing the solo episode because in that case where I can't get anyone to be a guest, uh, I would like to be able to put out a solo episode if I'm in that in that predicament, and it's just because I feel bad missing episodes. I'm an avid podcast listener and there I do have favorite podcasts and if they were to not put out their content on their regular regularly scheduled time and day I know it would bum me out a little bit so I don't want to do that to other people so anyway uh that said some other things about the podcast a long time ago I had been updating people on how many beers I had tried um I keep a spreadsheet. I mean, I use Untapped, which I do want to do a whole episode about, like the features of Untapped, because, you know, I took some time and actually looked at the, that app, and uh, there's a lot of stuff I wasn't even looking at, which I'm sure a lot of other people are that way. It's a good resource, and I I'll go into depth on that on a, a podcast episode in the future. But I put things in then when I'm out, and then when I come home, I put the beers in, into a spreadsheet, and that's because I have beers. That were in the spreadsheet before I started using Untapped. Actually, before Untapped was even around, I was tracking beers. So I just keep adding to it that way. Um, so, right now, I'll just give you an update. I made a big to do about hitting a thousand beers, different craft beers tried some years ago on the podcast, and then I just never updated again. So, here's a quick update I ha- am currently at 3,088 different beers tried. Uh, That's as of, I'm recording on November, I'm sorry, oh my god, not even November, time's flying. December 2nd, so as of December 2nd, 3,088 different beers. Um, So I've tried a lot, and I'm one of those ticker folks. So uh, let's do a recap real fast. I don't know if people really look at the website all that much, but please, please take a look at it from time to time, because Um, there's, there's stuff on there. Uh, there are descriptions for each of the episodes. And then there's also that kind of running, um, it's on the right side of, of the, of the webpage that has like the running list of top beers at the moment. And they're kind of like grouped by their overall ratings. Um, there's also, you know, pictures for past episodes of, of the actual beers. If you want to see like the artwork on the beers and stuff like that. Um, so at the moment, the top beers, I'll just give you like the top few, uh, with 7 out of 10, uh, Dark Star Bourbon Barrel Aged Oatmeal Stout by Fremont Brewing, Double Duck Pin Double IPA by Union Brewing, Racer 5 IPA by Bear Republic, The Big Dippa Double IPA by Heavy Seas, Creme Brulee Stout by Browery Emilise Comperlan. Uh, Rye IPA by Smutty News, Morning Glory Espresso Stout by Old Dominion Brewing, uh, and Hoptimization IPA by Three Brothers Brewing. And that was all the 7 out of 10s. And then there's also some 6.5 out of 10s on there, 6.33, that's when we have three people on the show, 6 out of 10, and that's where it caps off. I don't put anything lower than 6 out of 10 on there. So go ahead and check out the rest of it on your own, I don't want to just read all of them off, but just a reminder to go ahead and check that out. Um, since we've been doing this for five years, there are a few things that I feel like I should just kind of rehash to say. If if you want to look for these episodes, definitely do because they were exceptionally fun things that happened because of the podcast. Um, one of the things about doing this podcast is it's opened up some extra access uh, to to breweries and brewing events. Such as, you know, we do the annual saver event in D.C. where it's food and craft beer pairing. And we're very lucky because those are expensive tickets to get. And they let us come for free because we get media passes. So that's very nice of them. And it's awesome. And the recap episodes we do are always a lot of fun because we tried a lot of beers and we get to talk about a lot of beers. And it's even a lot of it's stuff that we actually don't even get in our market. So we wouldn't be able to try otherwise. So that gives us the ability to kind of talk about more beers for you guys that are out there. And, you know, maybe you can get a hold of some of those, but we just really can't. Um, Another great thing was our uh, Decasodes, what we call our Decasodes, the big tournaments, the brutal battle royales that we do. Um, All those tournaments are awesome and a lot of fun. But a few in particular that I wanted to point out, people should go back and listen to the barrel aged tournament. That was nuts. It was a lot of fun. And there's a lot of high ABV beers that were really tasty and things got crazy after that podcast. Also a crazy one was the, uh, Imperial IPA tournament. Uh, that, that one also had a lot of crazy stuff happen. Someone almost threw up. Uh, I kicked a bunch of beers over. I opened a very special beer at the end, uh, that was aged like five and a half years. That was phenomenal. Like a lot of stuff went on during that one. Um, We also did a macro tournament, uh, just macro crappy macro beers uh, a long time ago. So check that one out just for the pure satisfaction of hearing myself and whoever else was on punish ourselves by drinking that garbage. Same thing with a, uh, we had a pumpkin beer tournament as well. And that was, I hate pumpkin beers, so that was tough for me, but we, you know, made it through it. Uh, and then another thing that I would be remiss if I did not, uh, bring up and that's the interview that we were able to do with Sam Calagione of Dogfish Head, uh, that was super amazing, and that's something that speaks to you never know unless you ask, and the answer is always no unless you ask, uh, because a lot of people. I told him I was going to try and go for that interview, and they said that's nah, never going to happen. He's way too busy. And I said, yeah, you're probably right, but I'm just going to try and see what happens. That was a. It took about a year actually for me to actually get the interview but persistence is what sealed it up. Uh, but it's an awesome interview, not really because of me, but because of Sam Calagione, because he is just great to listen to. That guy is so interesting, so nice, and he's just fun. He, he's got a lot of energy, and it's great. So definitely listen to that interview episode. Um, So transitioning over to stuff that I want from you guys, uh, I, I want to ask for a few things from the listeners, nothing too crazy. Uh, if you think about it, uh, I'd like some feedback, you know, give me not just give me feedback on, like, this episode, but give me feedback, like, what types of episodes do you like? What types of episodes do you not like? Are there types of episodes that I could do that I'm not doing that you'd like to see? Let me know those types of things, because I do... I'm very receptive to feedback, uh, whether it's positive or negative with with this show. And, you know, if if people say, I don't really like this, I may very well stop doing it. If people say, I would really like this, then I might start doing that. Another thing is, give me feedback on some beers you'd like to see or beers for, like, special episodes. Like, um, example, brewery showcase episode. If someone's like, hey, man, you haven't done, um, just because I'm thinking of them, union brewing yet you know, can you please do union brewing? Cause I love them. And I'd love to hear you do a brewery showcase episode. I'll take, I'll take that. You know, if I can get the beers, I'll make it happen. Don't worry. Um, also for things like cellar dives, like, Oh, if you have this type of beer in your cellar, I'd like that for the next cellar dive or the new one that I, we started doing the on the shelf episodes where it's new stuff showing up, shoot us an email and say, Hey, there's a new beer coming out. It's this beer by this brewery. Could you do that on the on the shelf episode? Because I don't really know if I want to buy it or not. And I'd like to hear your opinion. And that comes to yet another thing. If you want my opinion on stuff or and or Rebecca's opinion on stuff that we're not covering on the podcast, breweries, beers, whatever, go ahead and just shoot us an email. We will answer that email off, you know, off podcast or on podcast, if we can, and just say, Hey, you know, this is our feeling on that brewery. This is our feeling on that beer, or we haven't tried it or whatever, totally down to have a conversation about that stuff and answer questions. So you can email us at brutal battle at gmail.com. You can also just send us stuff on Twitter. We're at brutal battle and I'm Carlin at brutal battle. Uh, also, you can throw it on the Facebook page, um, just brutal battle on Facebook. Uh, I'm not super engaged with all the social media because there hasn't been a lot from the listeners. So if the listeners, if you guys are throwing more at me on social media, then there will be more interaction and I'll probably post like some extra stuff then too in that case. So yeah, just if you guys could do that for me, really appreciate it. The other things, if you could... Word of mouth, let people know about the podcast if you like it. If you think about it, you're having a conversation with someone, they love craft beer as much as you do, or maybe not even as much or more, let them know, hey, I listen to this craft beer podcast I like. Check it out. It's called Brutal Battle. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't, but it's worth a shot. Um, And then also, uh, if you could give ratings and reviews on iTunes specifically, that really does help. With getting extra eyes to the podcast, and if there are more people getting engaged, there are more ideas that'll come up, and more, more, um, more stuff that I can potentially end up doing. Because if I can go to breweries or if I can go to events and say, "Hey, I have this many downloads or I have this many listeners," I can leverage that for getting, you know, getting into other events, um, getting access to breweries, interviews, stuff like that. So, and then the other thing is, if you know, if you work at a brewery, you know people at a brewery, or you go to one and can talk to them, just throw it out there and say, hey, there's this podcast brutal battle. I think you should send your beers in, especially if they're ones that I can't get a hold of them where we are here, because we'll take the beer. We will review the beer on the podcast, and we're very thankful for that kind of stuff. And then if you want to find a way to get beers that you have on the podcast, you can let us know as well. Once again, BrutalBattlePodcast at com. So, okay, that's a lot of stuff. Um, the other thing, and then I'm just going to jump into doing the mystery beers, is that uh, I figure people might want to know what podcasts am I into. What would I really recommend? Now, I'll give you specifically beer podcasts, but then I'll also give you a few other ones because I'm into a lot of different podcasts. So, for beer podcasts... Um, I currently only listen to two. Uh, one of them is the Brewing Network Sunday Session podcast. Now, Brewing Network is exactly what it says, a network of a bunch of brewing and beer, craft beer-related podcasts. They do a lot of stuff, um, so you can kind of look into it and see what you really like. I like the Sunday Session because it's more general knowledge-type stuff. They have interviews with breweries, and some of those are really interesting. Some of them aren't, but... Some of them are really interesting. And there's a lot of good, funny banter amongst all the hosts. Uh, they're professional. Uh, I mean, they do it for a job. Like, they actually get paid. So they put a lot of time and, and thought and production into their stuff, and I like it a lot. Uh, another, The other one that I've been listening to is the Summer Villain Brewcast, which I talked about on our Boston episode at the very end. The plug, yes, I'm friends with... Jason Ng, who's, who started the podcast and I met Alex Rogers and he's a very nice guy. Um, but I like what they're doing genuinely and I would recommend their stuff. It is more focused on the Massachusetts area where they live near Boston. Um, hence why it's called Summer Villain, S-O-M-E-R, Villain Brewcast, uh, cause Somerville is where they live. But I like I like it. They're new, and so I know that things are just going to keep getting better and better and better because they're they're still in the stages of, like, figuring a few things out, like, exactly how they want to do everything. And I think they already started at a really good spot. So the content's great. Check them out. Check the Brewing Network stuff out. I really recommend it. Uh, podcasts I used to listen to but abandoned um, as far as beer goes. I used to listen to The Beerists for a little, little bit. Uh, A few years, maybe about a year into this podcast, I heard about the beerists and started listening to them. And they, I think they started like six months about before our podcast did. And uh, I really liked their stuff in the beginning. And then I started to fall out of it because, I don't know, I just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff focused not on the beer, And just about, like, joking around and crude humor and stuff like that. Which, don't get me wrong, I like that from time to time. But I just kind of figured out, for me, I don't like to mix that with my beer podcasts. So, But they do, like, production-wise, they do an outstanding job. And John Rubio, who I know spearheads a lot of the stuff with that podcast, is a really nice guy. I've interacted with him through email and Facebook and stuff like that. Um, And, he, I mean, they know their stuff, and they're good people, and they do a great job. It's just not my format that I, I like anymore. Um, but people may really like that. Um, the craft beer podcast that got me into craft beer podcast, Beer Download, which they focus on the Chicago area. Um, a lot of people may not like that because it's mainly the Chicago area. So it's hyper local. But I enjoyed it because I like to hear that stuff. Plus, if you hear some, about some of the beers on there, chances are you can order it through Beer Temple and get it shipped to your house, if that's legal in your state. So that's nice. Uh, I got away from that podcast because they they went to the radio, and they went from being about a half-hour podcast to an hour podcast, and you could tell they were putting in a lot of filler and just trying to stretch it out to hit that hour mark that they had to do for radio. So it just got got too watered down for me, and so I left that podcast. But uh, maybe they're doing better. I don't know. And then the other one is the um, Insider's Roundtable, which is a podcast for Beer Temple that Chris Quinn does. Big fan of that one for a while uh, when it was new uh, because they, they delve deep into the craft beer industry and getting very intellectual about a lot of craft beer topics. They get a lot of really great um, guests on to talk about that stuff, and you can learn a ton from that podcast. The reason I jumped off of it is because it was running an hour to like an hour and a half or something like that, and as the episodes went on, they started rehashing a lot of the same stuff. They would talk about the same topics over and over and over again in episodes, so I jumped off it for that reason. Maybe it's different, I don't know, but I just haven't gone back. But check it out. And then for podcasts that are not related to craft beer, um, I would say that... Uh, I like true crime stuff. And for that, I really love up and vanished, which was an amazing podcast that followed one cold case. And because of the work on that cold, cold case, that individual Payne Lindsay was able to get, um, have a break in the case that, that had major impact. So that is well worth listening to, uh, in the same vein, uh, podcast called case file case file is all one word. Each episode covers one uh, crime, typically they're murders, Uh, and that's, um, it's Australian, it's kind of hard to listen to at first because the host is Australian, he has a really thick accent, but once you get used to that, um, it's a really good podcast, the content's great, and it's usually like, like I said, one crime per podcast, but sometimes they'll do like a two episode or a three episode with certain things if it warrants that, so those are great. Then there's, uh, I love hockey, so I listen to The Puck Podcast. Or, actually, there's no the in it, just Puck Podcast. Doug Stolhan and Eddie Garcia do a really great job with that. If you're into hockey, that podcast is a must, because they're very good with what they do with hockey. They love it, and you can tell. And then, uh, I guess the only other one I really want to throw out there at the moment is Hollywood Babylon, which is a podcast by Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan because of his films initially. And then Hollywood Babylon is just a funny and fun podcast about making fun of what's going on in Hollywood news about Hollywood. And there's all sorts of jokes, lots of crude humor, plenty of times that you'll be laughing. And Ralph Garman does a bunch of impressions, which are entertaining and fun. So I think that'll wrap it up for my recommendations on podcasts, but if you want to hear about any others that I might listen to or get my opinion on them if I've heard them, you can email me, like I've been saying. Go ahead and email. brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. So anyway, as my mouth is getting very dry because I'm not editing this, I'm doing this in one shot and talking straight. And that's the other thing about this podcast that people may not know. I don't really edit the podcast much. I edit it for audio levels to make sure that things are not, like, out of control or, like, if there are loud noises that end up happening, like, you know, when you pop a cork off a bottle or when you, you know, open up a can, you know, that that doesn't blow out people's eardrums. So that type of stuff I do. I don't believe in heavily editing things to put the stuff all together because I think it's altering fact. I think it's altering the reality of what was actually happening. And I think, especially with craft beer podcasts, it gives a false um, representation of how good people are at smelling and tasting beer. And I want people to know in real time how I actually break beer down. Um, I don't edit that stuff together. I don't cut time out. So if I'm moving fast on a beer, it's because I'm I'm on my game that day. My senses are good and I'm going fast. If I'm going slow on a beer, it's because I'm off that day or I'm just having a hard time with the beer because it's weird. So, um, but know that about the podcast. And I have a hard time listening to some craft beer podcasts that do heavy editing because I can tell where they're editing and sometimes things don't sound right. Sometimes it just enrages me that it sounds like the person takes one sip of the beer and like one second after that, they're like, I'm getting this, 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 and this. And it's like, it's taken no time. That's, that kind of pisses me off because you're misrepresenting how good you are at tasting beer. So, you know, I don't know. I have to take a little water. Mm. Okay, so. All that stuff said, and once again, give me your feeling on how this went. Solo okay, solo bad. Let me know. Uh, let's go to the mystery beers here. I'm excited about these. We got a light one and a dark one. I'll just get the coloration out of the way. The uh, not, letter A looks... Um, it's yellowish, orange. Uh, looks like it might be an IPA. There's a decent amount of head at the, uh, kind of sitting at the top of it. Uh, very, very clear. It's a very clear one. And then B actually looks like a Porter or Stout, most likely. Um, very, very dark. A little bit of a tannish head around the edges. A little bit of a reddish brownish around the edges, coloration wise. So let's go ahead with A, which may be, I don't know, like a Pilsner, a a uh, IPA, who knows? Smell it? Ooh, I gotta clear my nose a little. I do get a little bit of kind of like a pilsnery biscuitiness. There's like a biscuitiness on the end. I'm sorry, not biscuity, bready. It's a little bit bready on the end of the nose. Honey, plenty of honey in that. Lots of honey, actually like raw honeycomb. Slight bit of a citrusy, kind of like a lemon peel uh, aspect on there. and Maybe a slight oranginess. Very, very low orange on there. It smells very crisp. Actually, as I keep smelling it, That orange is actually growing a little bit, and it's like orange mixed with honey. It's like a quick hit of orange and then a significant amount of honey coming in right after that orange smell. This could be like a Pills. Let me smell. Or, not smell. Let me taste it. Okay. Mm. It's a very clean beer. I'm going to assume this is most likely some, some type of lager, like a pilsner. It kind of finishes that way. It's very drying on the end. There's a lot of that honey to it, like I was talking about. There's a little bit of hay. And there's that slight bit of like an orange hit to it. So it's a little bit of hay, a, a good amount of honey, a little bit of orange, and then just a very dry finish. And it does kind of, it does taste like pilsnery. I like this beer. This beer's good. Mmm. Very clean. There are no type of, like, imperfections that I can, at least that I can perceive in it. Um, with some Pilsners, it gets a little, like, I guess the best way I can say it is just kind of assy on the finish. Just, like, kind of, like, not clean, like, dirty finish. It's just kind of like, meh. Nah. But um, this one doesn't have that. This one's very clean on the finish, and I like it. Mmm. That's an easy, easy beer. Crisp, refreshing, tasty. It's got a decent amount going on for how light and, and simple it is. Mmm. I like that beer. That's good. It's a good beer. All right. I'll leave that one behind for the moment. I'm going to go for B. The one that I was... Th- Saying looks like a porter or a stout here. Ooh, a lot of coffee in the nose. It's the first thing I picked up on. Followed by dark chocolate. Yeah, it's mainly just like roasty. Now this isn't like a green coffee coming off it. It's a very roasty coffee, and then dark chocolate with with a nice bitterness on the end of the nose. Ooh, it smells really good. I really like the smell of that. I feel like there's almost like a little bit of a vanilla coming through on the end as well. Like kind of sandwiched between the coffee and the dark chocolate. I didn't get that initially, but as I keep sniffing it, I just feel like I get this quick hit of like a, a vanilla that comes in right after that um, coffee. It smells really good. I'm a fan. All right, I'm going in. Hmm. Hmm. The taste is a little more subdued than what I was thinking it would be from the from the aroma. I definitely get that kind of like coffee roastiness on the end. I don't get as much of the chocolate as I thought I was going to get. Um it's mainly a lot of roast to it, and, and it's the roasty coffee, but it's also just like an almost burnt malt on the finish as well. Um, so it, it's just a lot of those roasty roasty uh, notes, uh, the roast from the coffee, and also just like a burnt roast on malt. It's interesting. I do feel like I get a little hint of what I was talking about with that like little passing note of vanilla in the nose. I feel like I am getting a little bit of that. But a decent amount of coffee, lots of like roasty, burnt uh, finish to it, and just like that little bit of vanilla. But it's it kind of comes off a little flat on the flavor leading up to those. Because it's a little sweet when I try it. At first, and then it goes to the flavors I was talking about with the roastiness. Yeah, there's a little bit of like a chocolatey. There's a little chocolatiness to it. But, eh, it's not what I wanted. It's a little... Mm. Okay. I'm not big on that. Um, I, I don't think it's any sort of like Imperial Stout or anything. This is going to be a straight-up Stout or a straight up porter which are the same thing if you know p- if people heard the episode I had an episode where I talked about the difference between stouts and porters which is actually there historically is no difference because porters it was all porters and then stouts came out of porters being called stoutest porter and then it just got shortened to stout porter for the darker ones so same so regular stout regular porter same thing so it's one of those in in my opinion it's okay. It's not like offensive or anything. It's just, I would like a lot more flavor to it. And I would, I would like a lot more harmony with the notes that are actually there. That burnt portion of the beer on the finish is starting to get to my palate. I'm not really liking that so much. I'm going to go back and try A again though. Yeah. I like A. You know it's interesting because after having B, it had a lot, you know, that burnt aspect, a lot of bitterness to it with the with that burnt note. Uh, it's that is enhancing the orange notes in A, which is making me like A even more. Good stuff. All right, so now I'm going to go ahead and rate these. Uh, I don't have any someone else to go before me, so I guess I got to think relatively quick on this. Um, I like A. I feel like I can give A a four. I don't think A is like crazy awesome, but it's pretty good. I, I do quite like it. And as people know, if they know the rating system on here, a four is good. Excuse me. A four is quite good for the podcast. Uh, and B, uh, one more step to B. I mean, I got to go with two. That beer is kind of lackluster. I could give it a three if it's, if it was just kind of lackluster, but it had, uh, like a few good notes to it. Um, but it doesn't, it's just, it's lackluster and it, and it doesn't really have a ton of good notes to it. And that little, that burnt aspect on the end of it is what's getting me. So that downgrades it to a 2 overall. So obviously A is the winner of this with an overall of 4. B overall of 2 is the loser. So let's see what B is, the loser of this episode. Overall of 2 is, and there's more of it, so hopefully Rebecca wants to drink some. Heart of Darkness Stout by Magic Hat. I don't know when the last time we've had Magic Hat on this episode was, or on this podcast was, that's crazy. Alcohol is 5.7%. Oh, this says it is a limited run of this beer. Um, I do remember seeing this beer uh, a decent amount some years ago, and then I remember not seeing it, like, forever for a while. Uh, But I guess they're bringing it back real quick just for a little bit. Yeah, this beer doesn't need to stick around. Limited run's probably fine. Heart of Darkness Stout. Let's see if there's any other additional info I should have. Nope, nope. There were some flavor notes on the back, but... Someone put a sticker over at the liquor store. Oh, I can kind of get it off. Okay. Heart of Darkness is a diabolically delicious stout with a silky, full-bodied mouthfeel swirling around a dreamlike undercurrent of bittersweet chocolate from deep roasted malts. Okay, so of that, it's not silky. I would not say it's silky. I would not say it's full-bodied either. It's actually kind of thin on the mouthfeel. Um... Bittersweet chocolate, yeah. There's there's a very little bit of that, and deep roasted malts. I 100% agree with that. I agree with that most of all. <laughs> all right, so Magic Hat, yeah. That Heart of Darkness limited run was enough. You don't need to do it again. So let's see who the winner was. Uh, the winner with an overall of four is. This is a pretty nice beer. Oh, okay. Okay, it's a Pilsner, like I assumed it was a Pilsner. Now this is by Captain Lawrence Brewing, and we've had we've had a few Captain Lawrence things on the podcast kind of recently and have been very happy with it. This is their 6th Borough Pilsner cuz they're out of Westchester, New York, so Borough reference to New York. Um yeah, their 6th Borough uh Pilsner. 5% alcohol by volume, and it says it has American hops in it, 35 IBUs, Let's see if there's any like flavor notes, no, no there's no flavor notes on it or anything, but it says it's an easy drinking pills on there, it is, it is definitely an easy drinking pills, I think for what they set out to get in this, uh, they did a good job with it, mm um, like I was saying, I was getting that kind of orange coming through, and I think that's where the American hops are are coming into it. This is obviously an American-style pilsner that has more of a hoppiness to it than you're going to get from, like, a German pilsner or something like that. So I think for the style they set out for with an American-style pilsner, I think they did a pretty good job. Um, Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I think maybe, like... What would I like more than this one, uh, pills-wise? Pivo Pills by Firestone Walker, which we had kind of recently on the show. Uh, That would be kind of a better one. Um, Mama's Little Yellow Pills by Oscar Blues, I think, is another one that would be good. And Pony Pills by Half Acre. Those are the three that come to mind that I would really like over this beer. But this one is quite nice, and um, I'd consider buying it again. Oh, uh, Prima Pills by Victory Brewing. That's another one I gotta throw in into the mix of being really good pills. And American style, as it, as it were. All of those American style pilsners. So. Mm. I'm gonna enjoy finishing this beer, actually. Actually I should save some for Rebecca. I'm gonna enjoy finishing this beer with Rebecca. Okay. Anyway, um I would say of all the beers on the table, this uh almanac, farmer's reserve raspberries got to be the best. Mm. Ooh, so as it's warmed up, the sourness has come down a bit. My perception of the raspberry has increased, and I'm getting a lot more of the, that oak and tannin coming through from the, the wine barrel, and it is nice. This beer is even nicer than when I tried it in the beginning. This is, uh, this is good. Mm. Kind of not that mad that there was only half a, a bottle of it because it made me drink it right now, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Anyway, thank you everyone for checking this episode out. Uh, sorry if you were let down because there's no guest on this one, but like I said, I'm just giving this a shot do with the solo. Uh, let me know how you, how you feel about it, and we'll go from there. Maybe it'll happen again. Maybe it won't happen again, depending on what you guys want. And like I said, please, you know, let's have some dialogue. Like, send me some emails. Contact me on social media, and we'll we'll do some back and forth on things. You know, whatever beer topics you want. Whatever, you know, you want recommendations, you want to talk about breweries, specific beers, you want to talk about beer topics, whatever. Anyway, thank you, everyone. I really, really do appreciate everyone who listens because it means a lot. The fact that I put this out and someone actually consumes it and enjoys it really makes me feel good about the content I'm putting out. It means that what I'm doing is definitely not wasted time. And if I can make a difference in someone's day and give them just a little bit of time where they can zone out and think about beer and enjoy themselves, then I'm honored to be able to do that. So I really appreciate you listeners. Spread the word. Thank you so much. And keep it brutal.